All right, hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have on the line, live from California, Mr. Chris Sheridan. Although it won't be live when you're listening, it's live right now, so there you go. Well, I'm, I'm A-live. So you are A-live and you are live. I may even be lively if we <laughs> we'll, up around here. <laughs> we'll try our best, we'll try our best, right? But it's Easter, so hey, it's a spring celebration and Spring is in the air. Happy, uh, happy, happy Easter to you and happy Easter to all our listeners. Happy uh, Ostara, happy Passover that we've already been over. Happy any other springtime equinoxy type uh, religious festivals that are going on. Happy to you all as well. So try to cover everybody. Uh, so that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about spring. We're talking about the equinox and we're here uh, doing our Emmett Fox show. Uh, we're doing these now, we're kind of falling into a rhythm where we're doing these each, uh, every other week. We used to do them on Friday. We're going to do them every other week now. So uh, this, we'll call this Emmett Fox Sunday or second Sunday, whatever it is. It uh, doesn't really matter, but we're doing a Finding Use Your Inner Power by Emmett Fox. And we're going through that book, uh, kind of commenting on different sections in there. Great little uh, snippets of wisdom from uh, a new thought uh, guru, teacher, Reverend uh, Mr. Emmett Fox. Uh, who we highly recommend you read and check out. Well, Chris and I are both big fans of his. Uh, he's also very prominent in the uh, uh, in the recovery community too, isn't he, Chris? Uh, he is, and one of his books, The Sermon on the Mount, was the original de facto text for the 12-step program before the so-called big book was written. Fantastic, thank you. Uh, so you know he's about getting your getting your mind right and getting your life right, and that is what we are we are looking at today. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to jump into this uh, this special Easter message. Uh, Chris is going to start, and then I'm going to. We actually have two because they're small, so we've, we're we're combining two of these uh, today. Chris is going to do the first message. I'll do the second one, then we'll talk about what we've uh, what we've went over. So go ahead, Chris, whenever you're ready. Okay, this is the springtime of the soul. Easter is the great festival for the celebration of springtime. Ever since men have been on the earth, they have marked the coming of spring in some special way. It was natural that they should do this because they've always felt intuitively that the real springtime is the springtime of the soul, and springtime of the soul is its awakening to God. Easter, if it has any true significance for us, must mean just this that the winter of separation and limitation is over. It must mean that now we know who we really are, the children of God, and what our real destiny is, reunion with him. All right, the second one is the true Easter. The true Easter. Easter, when properly understood, symbolizes the, su the supreme spiritual experience, which is the regeneration of mankind. We were not meant to be forever in limitation, fear, and misunderstanding. The design of providence is that we should awaken to our true spiritual nature, cast off the works of darkness, and go forth clad in the shining armor of light. That is the true Easter. Jesus passed through the dark night of Calvary to the glorious resurrection of Easter Day. The world today is going through a Calvary from which it will emerge purified, strengthened, inspired in a real Easter tide for the race as a whole. Individually, each one of us must aim at making the same demonstration for himself by studying the science that Jesus taught and applying it unswervingly in his own life. 
So what we're really talking about is a, is a connection to divinity. It's a coming out of uh, the darkness into the light, any of those uh, sort of symbolic meanings here, uh, which is what this whole idea of, uh, of the equinox is about, this springtime, the spring, these springtime festivals that center around this time of year. Of course, March 20th was the uh, first day of spring, right, Chris? March 20th? I think it was this year, yes. Yeah. Kind of early. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of strange. So, uh, and then the equinox, of course, is the, uh, this is the, the vernal, equi or vernal equinox, right? Equinox, equinox time. Uh, so the day and night are the same uh, same length in time. So we're just basically coming out of winter. This marks the time when when springtime begins. And of course, for you know for ancient peoples and even for us today, there's great meaning in that. I mean, you're coming out of the the darkness of winter time. Uh, the sun is coming into prominence and coming sort of back to life, as it were, in the northern hemisphere. In the southern hemisphere, of course, is the opposite. Uh, but you know, so this is this is uh, this is some of these symbolic meanings, and so for you know, planting cultures and so on, and people living closer to the earth, this would have been a, a huge, huge time. Uh, we're kind of out of touch with some of that, of course, because we kind of create our own light and we create our own heat and so on with our technology. But certainly, to someone living in a uh, you know closer to the earth, I mean, you know, you'd really feel it would be quite palpable, wouldn't it? This this change from winter to spring. Well, even living in the Midwest. Or anywhere, you know, yeah, right. Southern California now, we don't have seasons, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, I was really happy when it wasn't all muddy and sloshy and cold, and you can go outside and, you know, put a t shirt on. Sure. <laughs> Here you can do it in December, but it's, you know, it's. Uh, well, you, you know, too, it's funny because I, I always I always forget it's like, you know, you're in Southern California, I'm out in the desert, and, you know, we're all. You know we're in we're in the heat most of the time, and probably a lot of our listeners are probably actually feeling like, well, you know, what do you mean there's no change of seasons? You yeah. know, so you know, you always kind of think the world yeah. is like where you are, but I mean, probably plenty of people are still freezing. You know, that we're talking to, so you know, they're happy that spring is is definitely arriving, right? Well, and and most of what you know, culturally, spiritually, um, ancient wisdom going back thousands of years. Um, you know, barring some indigenous or aboriginal tribes south of the equator or islanders, you know, most of our historic documents and traditions do come from even in the Far East, as well as um, the Near East and the, the West, uh, places where, except maybe for the Mediterranean, also did have seasons where that yeah. was, you can find that in the Tao, um, you know, from China going back, uh, way back. Um, so it is a, a thing, uh, but, you know, I like to joke about, you know, the cold weather, um, and that's maybe how most of us experience it now, um, whereas what Fox is talking about, the winter of separation and limitation is over. So it's not just cold, that you're separated from the light, you're limited in what you can do. Um, certainly with growing things, they are separated from you know, any semblance of life, they're either underground or all their leaves fell off and they look kind of dead. Um, but then this coming together, this, you know, breaking through this shell of limitation and separation that you're cut off from this world. Now you can come out and bloom as buds on a tree or saplings or, you know, growth on a, uh, in a field. Absolutely. And I, that's great symbolism too, because it's it's so it's so it's so visceral for us. You know, we can walk outside and we can see those new 
uh, buds, uh, uh, flower buds and, you know, the trees beginning to leaf and you start to see the green coming back and so on in spring. And then you can kind of really get the sense of this, this idea of rebirth. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in, in this, I like how he says too, you know, it's natural that they should, should do this, speaking to people, you know, with the Easter or the Easter time festivals in the past, natural should they do this because they have always uh, felt intuitively that the real springtime is the springtime of the soul. The springtime of the soul is its awakening to God. Uh, so, you know, there's these physical things that we're experiencing in, you know, natural cycles, of the environment are also, um, you know, being reflected uh, in our, in our own soul. And, and, and that's that, uh, that connection, making that divine connection, which of course, you know, there, there's never a time, this is the thing too, that, that new thought uh, folks and, and mystics always remind us, there's never a time where we're not connected to that. It's just that we may feel that we're not connected to that. And that's, I think, the interesting idea of winter where it seems like things are dead. It seems like, you know, nothing's going to come back. The leaves are all gone and it's dark and wintry and gray. And, it, you know, it, and it even feels like it. You know, you, and you can forget that, you know, that the new cycle of, of, of rebirth is, is coming, that springtime is coming. And the same thing, what's interesting about us is that we're not, you know, we're tied to the cycles of the earth for our physical survival. But beyond that, I mean, in terms of spiritual, uh, spiritual survival, spiritual thriving, as it were, um, you know, we're, we're, we, can move, we can move beyond those natural cycles and we can, you know, we can have that transformation of that resurrection anytime we want it. You know, that can we can be- also have that winter of darkness and separation yeah. and limitation in, in the middle of July. Yeah. Uh, we're talking symbolically and psychically. We're using this metaphor of the earth because it is so strong and tied to our, you know, long existence. But psychically, and I mean that in, in the psyche, not that you're you know, predicting things, but um, in, in our inner life, uh, we can feel a winter of discontent or discouragement uh, when everything is bright and sunny and cheerful out and abundant, um, that's when we feel it. And we need that resurrection. I think the beauty in having these actual springtime festivals, it's, it's a way of renewing that uh, vow, if you will, of that connection. Uh, yes, you can feel separated at any time. You can have the reconnection any time that it's, it's needed. And probably that would might be every day <laughs> from that connection. But to use something bold like this winter as also, you know, this way of saying yes, and also, and probably more importantly, I am connected uh, always. Every day can be a new spring. Yeah. And you know that you know that you know that obviously the this the story of Jesus and um and the the trials and tribulations that he goes through during the passion experience and all that. Um, you know, and the difficulties he faced during his ministry and so on, you know, it's, it's analogous to the, you know, the challenges that we, uh, that we face in our own lives on a day-to-day basis. And then this idea in the end that, uh, you know, that there's the, the connection to the divinity, the connection to this eternal life and this regeneration or resurrection, which occurs that happens uh, to all of us, uh, you know, and it, it reminds us of that, that, that infinite connection that we have to the to the one presence and the one power, um, you know, and, and kind of we can kind of see that in that, you know, in that in that story as it as it unfolds, and you know, it looks as if, in a sense, that you know, in a way, it looks as if Jesus is has has lost in terms of his ministry. I mean, it's 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 almost like he's he's been beaten, but then you know, then this resurrection occurs, and then you see the 
you know, the result of that and you see the, the, you know, the massive impact that Christianity ends up making on the world and stuff. And it becomes, it's, it's really quite remarkable when you think about it. Um, you know, regardless of what you think of the, the sort of dogmatic uh, issues and so on associated with the church and some of the, you know, the past, uh, past horrors and so on. Uh, it, you know, just the, the, but the message is beauty, the message is of, of peace, the message of self-sacrifice, transformation, regeneration, all those universal qualities that really Jesus was, was teaching that, you know, that really, that has nothing to do with doctrine and dogma. It has nothing to do with, you know, the laws of the church and so on. It has something to do with, the, you know, the mystical and spiritual and ageless wisdom uh, that we need to connect to. So, you know, that's where it's, you know, we can learn stuff even if, you know, even if some of these these things seem foreign to us or, or you know, or there's things we don't agree about them. You know, trying to dig down to the bottom to the universal qualities of these different ideas, I think, is, is the real important, one of the important messages here. And that's why, you know, I would try to talk a little bit about it. The other things that are going on right now, some of the other traditions that have these same ideas in them. Uh, some people have a, have a problem with that. You know, I'd say that some of the more fundamentally, uh, fundamentalist oriented type Christians and more orthodox believers don't like to see those similarities. Now, I, I look at that and I think, well, wow, here's, here's, a, here's a universal truth that's throughout, you know, running through, you know, Greek mythology, Roman mythology into, you know, into Persian uh, mythologies and, you know, even into indigenous traditions into South America, Quetzalcoatl and all these different, uh, different types of uh, this imagery that has these, these, this living and dying uh, resurrection motif. And you think, well, there must be something here. There must be really something, you know, something here that all of these different traditions see this, this truth and, and this wisdom and, and share it in different ways. You know what I mean? I think that's an important thing to remember, too, around this time of year. It's getting caught up in one particular version uh, or, or another. Uh, you can see some of these universal truths. These, I, like I said, the idea of rebirth, growth, new life, uh, coming out of the darkness into the light. Uh, those sorts of things and that's that's stuff that's relevant in all times and in all places right it is and you can't escape it it's especially you know for most of the northern uh play uh of the equator where there are seasonal changes uh, everything changes what you wear um what grows out of the ground with the, the the way the air feels when you breathe the activities you can do uh, you can open the windows up in your house, and that goes back thousands of years. Uh, it just is it's undeniable that this force has won. The force of light has gained victory over the darkness and the cold and the deadness of winter. Uh, think of the animals, you know, cowering in their burrows <laughs> when the you know, fighting against the the bird, you know, shivering on the tree branch, the ones that don't migrate to make it through this winter. And yes, they do live. And it's not only living, it's new life. The birds are laying eggs and the sprouts and the saplings are new and the new buds on it. It's a new year for the perennials to bring forth flowers. It's the same plant, but it's a new flower. So this newness and victory of of the goodness of this powerful light and the sun being long held as a spiritual being or entity or God, if you will, uh, 
because it is so powerful and it does seem to bring forth this victory and, and why not celebrate it? And as you were talking about Jesus, that's in a way the same thing, the human suffering that all throughout the year at any time in our lives and throughout our long history, there's immense suffering and Buddha would certainly agree uh, just in our existence. And that if those people can suffer and if Christ can suffer on the cross in this you know, Calvary of the dark night, I think it was mentioned by, by Fox, um, can survive and can be renewed and redeemed, well, then I have hope. If all these animals and the birds and the groundhogs and everything else, if they can survive this, if Christ can survive what he did or Jesus did it, apparently, um, that links these two things together at this same festival thing that it is hope um, and real hope because I really see it. You see it in the scripture and you really see it in nature when it happens. And our role now is to see it happen in ourselves, in our own life. Absolutely. And, you know, another idea that was coming up while you were talking about that is this, just the idea of uh, uh, a sort of a symbolic death um, in the sense of, of, of change and growth. You know, in, in, in a way, every, every time we change, every time we learn something, every time we move forward, every time we leave something behind, uh, be it a, a, a stage in our life or, or a relationship or a job or, uh, you know, any sort of milestone in our life, there's a sort of death. There's a sort of death. And oftentimes, after that experience, we'll even feel a, a sense of mourning and sort of carry, carry out a kind of you know, mourning process in a way for certain things, you know, when you, you know, when you leave school, you know, there's a sort of a death of that, of, of, of the student, as it were, you know, when you, when you get married, there's a sort of a death of the, of the single part of yourself in a way, um, you, you know, and all of these different, different things that happen, you know, you lose a, a spouse, they die, and, and then, you know, you become a single person again, and there, there, there's, there's a literal death, but then also a symbolic death, something within yourself, also dies in a way. And so, you know, the, the point to all this is that it, it doesn't just end there. There's also, with that, there's, there's a resurrection. Uh, there's something newborn. But that's where you have to recognize that, that, this, that spring, you know, is coming and can come. And if you stay in the darkness of winter, if you stay in the morning, and this is where the, the new thought portion comes in, you know, you have to actively work on your mindset, you have to actively work on your, your spiritual development uh, and how you're thinking about things, how you're seeing things. You have to actively work on your spiritual vision, as it were, uh, so that you can open up to see that new spot um, and so on. Because sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not unfolding as quickly as you would like and this, that, and the other thing. And so, you know, there can be depressions and, and, and other, other challenges that go along with those, those changes, with those with those deaths symbolic or real uh that you know have to be integrated has to they have to be integrated but the, the point to this though is that there is hope there is light there is transformation there is real rebirth you know and there is an there's an eternal part of yourself that uh that is part of that super consciousness is part of that source is part of that universal consciousness that will live on and having faith in that you know and that gives you strength and I think that's what's demonstrated in in all of these in all of these different uh, 
uh, traditions that we, you know, we touched on very lightly, and particularly in uh, in the Christian tradition as well with Jesus. I mean, he's definitely touching on that that infinite part of yourself, that Christ consciousness within you, the Father in you, that is is always present. But it, it's like that that idea of, of of your connection to the eternal source that w- that will live on. It may or may not have that same sort of ego, you know, attached to it. But there's a part of you, a seed part of you that, you know, that 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 does live on. So you know there is there is uh, there is that there is that to 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 realize and to understand right. There is, and even in some cultures, this spring equinox uh, was the new year, new rose. Um, I think the the Kurds celebrate new rose, uh, which is the new year um, in the spring, but that's actually the new year. When the day oh, yeah, that's that's in uh in uh in, in iran too persia ancient that's an ancient persian thing i believe if you're yeah thinking. yeah yeah um so it's you know again new light and it's also a fertility festival we look at all the eggs and bunny rabbits uh, this time of year but if you go from easter and you add nine months what do you get christmas um so there's your there's your gestation period um, and they're symbolically, so it's even conceiving new life. Uh, but in a way, it really is the new year. Uh, at the in the winter, that new year is when the days start becoming longer. But the nights are still longer than the day. With the spring equinox, now the day time is actually more becomes more and more than the darkness. So that's really when it's the victory. It's 50-50 at the, at the equinox, but now it's just a little bit more when you go past that. And that's why these cultures, the Jewish um, tradition, and as well as the Christian, you know, being very tied in, in some ways, but very particularly this holiday with the astrotheological uh, element that it's the equinox plus the next full moon, and then the following Sunday, that's how you get, it's very astronomical, that's why it's a different date every year. Um, so we, in, whether we know it or not, just the fact that our paper calendar says Easter is on a different day from one year to the next, tells us something about cosmology and the planets and how important it was to keep track of that. Um, so we could really know that the light has returned and it's that light that returns in us. Uh, that Fox is getting at, that the springtime um, is really the springtime of the soul. So it's our soul has to be rejuvenating the new life. And you're right, to have new life, you have to have some death of the old. Uh, Buddha would agree that you know, it's this detachment um, from uh, clinging and grasping for these desires. Uh, that's in a way, it's that kind of death, death of that, you know, urge to accumulate or to conquer or all these things. It's a relaxation of that. And if that sounds weird, you know, the symbolic death, um, one thing I always like to go back to and, and actually keep, keep as part of my, what do I need to let go of to become who I need to be? You know, or help me let go of the things that aren't serving me so I can look at this in a new way and find a new and better way to do something. And a lot of times you to do the new thing, you have to let go of the old. You can't have one foot on either side of the riverbank. At some time, you have to let go of that other one. 
And that's, I think, what, you know, this symbolic death, it's just letting go, because we can hold on so dearly uh, to these things. And maybe they have served us. If it's an attitude or a reaction or a belief, uh, long and deeply held that may have served us in the past, well, if it's not working for us in our lives now with who we are and where we're going, even some of our cherished, you know, elements like that, aspects of ourselves, beliefs, thought patterns, um, have to be willing to fall like the leaf on the, from the tree in the fall, uh, to fall down and then become fertilizer for new growth, but to allow then this new part of you to flourish and have new life. Beautiful. Well put. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that uh, we may be getting close to the end of this, uh, unless you want to add any more to that. I do want to say uh, also just, you know, keeping in mind, too, the idea, you know, we, obviously a lot of us uh, over the last year or two have been facing a lot of challenges and a lot of difficulties. And so, you know, there's the other side of it, too, is just, to, you know, thinking about kind of the, the, the darkness and challenges of just, you know, day to day life and so on and remembering that there is a, a sort of a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, do but do you know work on your own mental state to get in touch with that uh, with that power of of consciousness that's within within yourself to to be you know to begin to tap into that force that's there uh, that force of change that force of growth that force of transformation um, you know and and you know don't be limited by the other side of it too is don't be limited by material conditions around you that seem like they're holding you back, rise above them. And that's another one of the messages, sort of this idea of the body dying and then, you know, the spiritual resurrection taking place. Don't be limited by the material conditions, but rise above them spiritually. Uh, and remember that, you know, the, 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 the real uh, materialization and the real change and transformation takes place uh, from, the, from the inside out, not from, from the outside in. You know, and oftentimes we think like, I've got to have this set up and I've got to have this money and I've got to have, you know, this person, those things are necessary in the outer world, but you've got to build that within first. You've got to, you've got to tap into your source. You've got to create the blueprints and the images and the, and the, and the, uh, the sort of um, the foundational material for it to out picture as Ernest Holmes would say, you know, since we are speaking new thought here. Um so, you know, build, build that, that world that, that does, you know, and, and again, that, that can be anything from, you know, a, a spiritual condition that you desire in your life to something material that you need to, you know, a particular job or whatever, you know, it all, the, 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 the force that you're working with is, is the same universal mind source, same super consciousness, it's the same, the building power that, you know, that has created the universe uh, that is within you as well in your consciousness. So that's what you're really working with. And yes, you know, it, it, it out pictures and outpours and actualizes in the material world with, with help from, from other people and from, you know, different sources and so on. But the, the source of it, the seed of it is that, is that, is that work that you do within. Uh, so keep that in mind, that transformation does take place from within. As does nature. It's uh, an inside out when this regrowth happens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the animal burrows underneath the ground so again this nature even reminds us that it's this from within 
coming outward. And thank you for uh, for mentioning, or you know, for really elaborating on that. If you know, you could go on on that too. That's uh, not to be uh, overlooked or undervalued <laughs> is yeah. the importance of the inside movement. And that's where it's generated this germination. Even a seed, you just plant it under the ground. Uh, so well, it's in the darkness too, isn't it? And it's and it's in the cold, and it's you know it's uh, it's in the you know the sort of realm of Hades. But then it emerges out into the into the light, you know, as it grows. Even a seed is 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 like that. And so, but the, our thoughts are the same way. You know, they're taking you know, planting a seed of a thought in the mind in the mind stuff. Uh, and, and, and it takes place in the, you know, in, in the invisible world. And then the, the manifestation of that thing occurs in the, in the, in the, in the actual material world. Uh, so it's, it's a great, it's a great metaphor. You know, that's why there's so many sowing and reaping metaphors and planting seeds and harvesting type metaphors. So one, it's, you know, these ideas are from the ancient world, but two, they make a lot of sense even to us today. Uh, so, so those are something to think about. Uh, so unless uh, you have any more to add, I think we will wrap it up. Yes. Well, happy Easter and new year, new you, new life, new growth, right? Re-emerging from this lockdown, this year, this year long winter seems like things are opening up and like a new sprout <laughs> growing, it may also be tender at first coming out, um, there is a new born in that three-day-old baby in the house right now. So I'm, I'm experiencing that on the human level, as well as the, the, the plants and, and trees outside, uh, that it's a tender life. So as you break out <laughs> into newness um, from the darkness, uh, go easy on yourself as well. Very good. And uh, congratulations, by the way, to, to you guys and to Alana and uh, blessings on the new one. Blessings. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate your help. Uh, as Chris said, happy Easter, happy, uh, happy equinox, happy uh, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, but we are celebrating spring. We're celebrating coming to the light. And we appreciate uh, you guys being here uh, and wish you uh, all the best. And uh, in, this, uh, in this time of regrowth and, 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 and rebirth. Uh, check out the website. We've been doing some work on that. So cosmiceye.org. Actually got some uh, some tarot decks and some different things up there. The some books that uh, we published through Cosmic Eye. Uh, and there's there's more things coming. We're in the process of redeveloping that. Uh, so please check us out there. Cosmiceye.org. Uh, Chris has a book, The Spirit in the Sky, that's available on Amazon. We're also going to put that up on Cosmic Eye. Sorry, we haven't got that up on there. Uh, yet, but that is on Amazon. My book is uh, If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate on Amazon as well. And there's a link through Cosmic Eye. Um, we are at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye if you would like to make a donation. And we'd appreciate it if you would. And thank you all who, who do make donations to the show and listen to us each week. We greatly appreciate you guys and wish you many blessings. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. Uh, have a great week. Goodbye and God bless.